sounds a lot better than we usually do. Uh, All right, ready, guys. Let's or... do this. Hello, everybody. Welcome to Achievement Hunting 101. We are the podcast that will never give you up, never let you down, never run around and you know desert you. Tonight, we have an all-star studded cast to talk about some games in our review raid number two. This review raid is the thankful one. We are thankful on this ever so lovely Black Friday for these games from these developers and these publishers, and we want to talk about them, let you know how they are. Coming up first on the pleasantry list, in no particular order, is Mr. Elroy OMJ. Oh, wow. Oh, wow. First up, man, that's, uh, that's a tough act to follow there. I appreciate that. Uh, uh, that, that just made me feel good inside. Oh, good. Glad I could uh, make that happen for you. <laughs> Following Mr. OMJ, we have Koosh Moose. Hello. Koosh is here today, and he's going to help us review a couple games that I think you're going to enjoy very much. After Koosh, we have Matrark. Hello, Matrark. Good evening. It's so wonderful to be joined by a panel moderator who can pronounce my gamer tag correctly. You know, two <laughs> syllables is hard to put together sometimes. It is. <laughs> Speaking of two syllables, his name does not have two syllables, unless you say it in the way I'm about to say it. Hi, Kronos. <laughs> Hi. <laughs> I'm thankful for being here. And we are thankful you have joined us. I am Rocker Dude. If anybody else joins us throughout this lovely recording we'll be sure to let you know but we are going to get to the meat to it if you don't remember how we handle these review raids we're going to review a bunch of games and we know that you might not want to hear them all but we really think that you should in the case that you don't you hear one that you want to just skip around to timestamps will be in the show notes you can go right to it uh but without further ado we're going to pass it over to our first leader reviewer however you want to call it that's matriarch and she's going to review doodle god crime city take it away all right well this is uh exciting to get to go first um not ready for the the pressure but we're gonna dive right in you earned so, this I have. Oh, I have. I have. <laughs> I'm ready to go. So Doodle God Crime City uh, actually just came out as of this recording yesterday. We're recording on November 8th. So this is quite new. It was developed and published by Joybits. Uh, it's classified as a puzzle game, which I guess is accurate because mash two elements together isn't a genre. Um, it is... Available only digitally and is a Play Anywhere title, which is very cool. Also, interestingly, it's apparently an Xbox One X enhanced title. So your pictures will look extra beautiful. Uh, in Doodle God Crime City, you are tasked with, as you are in all Doodle God games, 
taking a little bit of column A and a little bit of column B and hopefully creating a column C. And as the name Crime City might suggest, it's specifically related around the world of, of crime, where you get to create all sorts of interesting things like Nixon's secret tapes. Um, but he said he wasn't a crook. In... Well, you know, I'm not judging, but uh, we'll let the game tell you that story. Now, if you've ever played a Doodle God game before, it's a Doodle God game. But there are a couple things that are a little different. There's no time gating. And if you're not familiar with time gating, that's this idea that of uh, usually mobile games use where you only get a certain amount of energy to do something. And then you have to wait 15 minutes for your energy to recharge. And then you get to go back and do it again. Uh, that's not the case in Doodle God Crime City, which for... Achievement Hunters is awesome because that means nothing stops you from finding a guide and very quickly putting together all the elements and completing the game in probably about two hours or so. Doodle God Crime City also introduces an element, at least that's new to me. Is anyone else like a Doodle God player on the panel tonight? I played the Win 8 game. Okay. Uh, I mean, it's new to me, but there are these episodes in Doodle God Crime City. So they're sort of small, self-contained tasks you have to do and for the most part you can fail them (laughs) but if you complete them you then open up the next one and so on most of the achievements are locked up not most about half the achievements are locked up in these episodes with one per episode and through each episode you earn law points or you earn crime points and their achievements for earning 20 of each they're already great guides up super easy to do you'll knock all that out real quick and then the long part of the game goes uh into the section of the game that effectively acts like every other doodle god game you've ever played there are 300 or 288 elements to create 30 different categories you're gonna have to create just about all of them to get the final achievement in the game but once again using a guide it's not going to take long if you're looking for a guide and you can't find one on ta this game was actually released as doodle god mafia does that sound right uh, I believe it was Mafia. Yeah, something like that. Yeah. It Doodle doesn't God exist. Mafia. Like <laughs> it was released as Doodle God Mafia on Steam. So you can look that up as well and, and you'll find a pretty complete achievement guide. So uh, to take that all back, Doodle God at full price is seven bucks. If you're an achievement hunter and you want quick gamer score, you could do worse because you can do this mindlessly. It is play anywhere and plays much better on a touchscreen environment. So if you have a Surface or some other touch-based computer, that's your best bet. Uh, If uh, when you open up the different parts of the the different elements you have, there is a search feature, which Kush told me about about a half minute before we all jumped on this call. (laughs) So it makes the game much easier if you use the search feature. It's, It's an easy recommendation if you're using it just for gamer score. If you're looking to play it for fun, it's actually not the worst thing, but after a little while, you're just kind of randomly mashing on things to hope something works. One other note is the uh, game, by and large, features really terrible... I don't know if translation is the right word, uh, but the English in it's not very good. There, There's random punctuation, uh, things that don't make a whole lot of sense. They're, they do try to have some sort of story, but you're not really there for that. So not a big knock against the game, but something you'll notice. And I think that's it for me. Anyone else have anything to add about Doodle God? Yeah, I've been playing this game. Uh, I think if the novelty of this game wore off for me a long time ago, because um, it kind of is a, a fun way to 
to go about it. I did like the uh, the addition of the campaign levels. That was new to me mm-hmm. as well. Um, they were kind of fun if you if you paid attention to the text that was coming up. The you know the misspelled text and words like you mentioned. Uh, the only problem about it is I wish that it added to the overall list that you have to go back and do anyways. But that's all right. Um, yeah. Yeah, it, it, it's a cheap enough game, and the Play Anywhere feature works great. I, I've already installed it on two computers because uh, I quickly didn't want to click back and forth between the two columns, so I put it on my Surface as well, and the touch is much quicker. So, mm-hmm. not bad. I'm not sure how it controls in a non-touch environment because it's the only way I have played it, uh, but I imagine it would be very cumbersome if you play it that way. It's a lot of clicking left, clicking right. Repeat, mm-hmm. repeat, repeat. So, what? Uh, let's give it a rating. So, give me a out of five here. How many, how many stars out of five doodles do you give it? How many stars out of five doodles? Uh, as a straight achievement <laughs> hunting game, uh, for seven dollars, it's like a four. It's pretty easy. You can look up that guide. A game as it is doing what it does, it's probably like a two and a half ish. It's not that it's bad. It does exactly what it's supposed to do. Uh, and if if you're looking to just play it legitimately, just a little bit at a time, it's a good time killer. So it's achieve doodle. Yeah, yeah, that's a good good description. <laughs> All right, I can agree with that. Works for me. All right, well, it's that time already. You got to be kidding me. Time for Claws of Furry. <laughs> yeah, I think I stole that one from a, a previous episode because I'm not the pun master. Uh, but I'm going to throw it to the pun master right oh. now. <laughs> well, I, I must say that I was feeling pretty good when I saw a cat theme beat em up. I like my beat em ups, I like my cats. So this one released by Terrahard which is not to be confused with the ever-hard render code games, uh, publisher of the Crypt of the Serpent King, but uh, you are a ninja, and you're a cat. Now, what kind of enemies would you expect in such arrangement? Well, dogs. Yep, they got dogs. And mice. <laughs> so you're a cat, and you're, a, you're fighting dogs and mice. And alligators, for some reason. What? I'm not really sure. Yeah, so dogs, mice... Alligators. It's a natural progression, right? So, a little sidebar for you. Did you know in the last 15 years, less than 100 people have died from gator attacks, but almost 1,000 people have died at the hands of hornets, wasps, and bees? I believe it. Interesting, yeah. Yeah. Those wasps, man, they don't play around. So, this beat-em-up, it's pretty straightforward. It has very distinct stages. You will be in a trashy-looking city, uh, and that's where you encounter all the rats. Then you're in the sewers with all them sewer gators. And then uh, upscale city, I guess. Uh, the dogs have been doing well for themselves. And then for some reason later you encounter a bunch of aliens. I, I'm not really sure what was going on with that. I, I was skipping, skipping a lot of the cutscenes, But um, I'm, aliens get involved somehow. So the attacks are pretty solid. And the game isn't overly challenging. Uh, although the final boss took me... if Several tries It's uh, to get the hang of it. But here's a pro tip for you. I don't think it's on TA, uh, but so it's an exclusive. So if you want to defeat the boss dog, uh, you just basically run up to him and jump on his head. Okay, so now 
you jump on his head and it has this little feature where you automatically just kind of keep jumping if you're on top of their heads. And so you jump on his head and then you just got to stay above him. So he's going to fly around and he, you just got to have to stay above him. And so he'll fly around. You just keep bouncing off his head and you just uh, mash the, the attack button. And you just sit there and bounce on his head, and you, you'll kill him very, very slowly because you're only hitting him every once in a while. Because I don't know, because you're bouncing up and down trying to hit this thing. And so, anyway, he won't be able to touch you. He'll eventually die. Easy peasy. You get your 100 gamer score. So, that was your little pro tip. Now, the Chivo system in place here is your typical 10 worth 100 each. And so you get 100 for beating the tutorial, which basically for starting the game, I guess, uh, <laughs> they thought that was important. And then you get 400 uh, from beating the four bosses, 100 per, including boss dog dude. And then you get 300 from grinding out 100 of two different types of attacks and getting 100 kills. And then the last 200 are the only difficult ones for unlocking all the costumes, which is a little of a challenge system uh, where you have to do certain things to unlock a costume. And, oh, man, there's a lot of costumes. I guess some people like to dress up their cats or something, but there is a lot of a lot of costumes out there. And then the other ones for surviving 10 waves in an arena that is not very uh, very fair at all. It, I was going to say it wasn't kidding around, but, uh, you know. Nah. Someone, sorry, I use it. But anyway, so... It's tough, and uh, so I enjoyed playing this game for the reasons I've already stated. The controls were good. It was a pretty quick playthrough, and I was ready to give it this glorious endorsement. I was ready to just say, this is a great game, but then it broke the cardinal sin for Chivo Hunters. The cardinal sin. You just don't do it. For three of the achievements, the tracker is it's busted. The tracker doesn't work, and it will not advance. I've tried everything. I am stuck at 98% for the three grind achievements, and it won't budge. I have deleted everything. I deleted anything I could think of. I've tried it on different systems. I've reinstalled it at least 10 times, played different game modes, you name it. So I don't know how to get them to go up, and <laughs> it's just they haunt me. So <laughs> we already talked about that tonight. In, but yeah, what's worse is that like they pop up on my dashboard because they're all three of them are at like 98, 99%. And so it's suggesting, Hey, maybe you should go uh, take care of this achievement here. And so they're all claws of fury because they're all like one percentile away. So it's kind of like salt in the wounds for something I'm unable to do. So if you're spying on my profile for whatever reason, no, I am not preloading these, <laughs> these three Chivos for the G test tourney thingy, the G T A S C T T. But yes, <laughs> I am very capable of killing two more enemies. I, I'm uh, sure you I can do that. I beat the game. I can beat two more enemies, and I can kill them in whatever way needs to be done. Uppercut, bullet, um, heck, I mean, I could even get hard to do it. But I don't know if it's just me, but the, the high ratios on each of these Chivos, like on the three grinding ones, um, it's it's a little bit... Uh, inflated, I guess. So I guess other people maybe are having this problem, but some people have popped it. So I don't know what they're doing that I'm not doing, but hopefully Terra Hard, they won't go soft on us and they'll address it in a future update so that I can limp away with my 300 gamer score they owe me. So as much as I want to suggest this kitty cat beat them up, the three busted Chivos has given me 
Great pause. How long did it take you to get to the fourth boss? Uh, it wasn't too bad because, I mean, literally I just flew right through the uh, the, the dog stage because the end boss looked like, he, or the boss dog, looked like it was going to be a tough fight by being first try because I was just jumping on his dang head. So uh, I just kind of stumbled upon that little trick. But I think that boss would probably take a while otherwise. Um, but uh, no, it wasn't too bad. Uh, there's just a couple enemies that are a little tricky. You just got to get their patterns down. And yeah, it's, it's very yeah consistent. I don't know. Not many variety, not much variety of the enemies, I guess. I'll have to uh, try your pro tip because I got stuck at the boss. I did, however, oh, yeah. unlock one of the grindy ones for killing 100 oh. enemies. Oh, boy. So, I don't know. It, it, it's bizarre. But yeah, just like as soon as the fight starts, just jump over and like you might take a hit, get into his head, and then just jump on that little glass container with his head in it. Or, or I guess his head's out the, the glass container. But anyway, yeah, big robot thing with the dog head. You just jump on his head over and over again, swinging away. I okay. shall do it. Yeah. So you want a rating? Give me a rating. So I guess... uh out of five whiskers or something? Yeah. That works. So, <laughs> yeah, out of five whiskers, I'm going to give it two. And the reason being, you lose one whisker for each one of those damn busted Chivos that I can't get. Uh, so there nice. you go. Sorry, furry. Duly noted. Okay. Now, we shall chase into space and <laughs> say goodbye to our friends. Kushmoosh, take us there. Yeah, my uh, the first game I played was called Adios Amigos by developer and publisher Cosmic Picnic. Uh, it is labeled as a platformer. Um, I don't know about that. I, I guess okay, sure, why not? Um, and it costs fourteen ninety nine, and there are currently no completions. Um, from my playtime, I would say uh, <laughs> there's a lot of uh, exploring that you have to do, and that's probably what's accounting for that. Um, I would guess maybe 8 to 10 hours, but that is just a shot in the dark. Uh, this game is basically, uh, for you olds, uh, there was a game called Lunar Lander. <laughs> and, uh-huh. Oh, okay. We got uh-huh. some old people here. Uh, and yeah. Lunar Lander was basically a game where you tried to land a ship on a, on a platform or on a surface, and you controlled both uh, the velocity <clears throat> and the angle of your ship. And so you had to move left or right by kind of shooting up at an angle and then countering that angle when you try to land. It was very frustrating, very difficult. Uh, this is kind of a cross between that and Angry Birds Space. Um, really weird oh. combo. Yeah. So so every level is essentially a solar system. And you start out, and your goal uh, for that solar system is to explore every planet, um, maybe every space station uh, that might be flying around, and possibly even, the, I guess, the sun in that solar system. Um, the, the achievements that you'll be picking up along the way are, I guess, for completing each uh, solar system as you get towards the end. And then there's a couple um, achievements that you can get for specific actions. I don't think they're tied to any one particular uh, solar system. Things like, uh, I guess, entering a space station and using some equipment there um, and just some other kind of oddities that you could probably get from any number of the solar systems. Uh, as I said, there's a lot of exploration, so I guess the achievements that are probably taking the longest are the ones for uh, discovering uh, or scanning 
all the bits and, and bobs that you have to find. There are ones that need to be scanned from your ship, uh, and then there's ones that you need to scan uh, when you're on foot. Um, you also need to meet every alien, uh, and it's on a planet, and then every, of course, planet in the solar system. So I think it's just going to take a long time if you just kind of sitting there and grinding. The planets aren't very large. You can probably um, go around a planet in uh, a minute, maybe two minutes. Uh, and then the solar systems obviously vary in size. Um, it's kind of fun. I, I spent maybe an hour to an hour and a half playing this game, just trying to get a feel for it uh, before I realized it's not really for me <laughs> for $15. Uh, this is, it's going to take a long time to kind of squeeze all the juice out of this one. Um, there are no guides. So if you go to TA, you won't see any solution for any of the achievements. Uh, at least when I looked, at least for the ones that I have not completed. Um, however, this was a steam game. So you can check the Steam uh, guides there and maybe get some tips. Uh, no achievement-specific tips um, like you'd find on TA, but they do have general gameplay tips. Uh, you know, you know, do it this way, or you know, when you're out and you see a flashing uh, item inside of an asteroid belt, maybe that contains more fuel and allows you to uh, repair your ship, any damage you may have taken, things like that. Um, I think there were some video guides that might actually be more achievement specific uh, or more helpful for getting those. But yeah, this game is, uh, it's interesting. It's kind of fun, but it's, it's a lot, it's a pricey fun. It's a very pricey fun. Um, if I were to rate it in terms of, uh, I guess burritos, I don't know. Adios amigos. Should I do burritos <laughs> or should I do planets? Uh, I would probably go two out of five. You heard it here, folks. Mm -hmm. Two out of five, five dollar boxes of Taco Bell. <laughs> I'm going to turn into a fun fact proof for a second and give you some stats because uh, I've played this game for a couple hours and just barely got some stuff. So when I when we got this code, the developer noticed that we were an achievement uh, focused uh, content creation podcasting, and he told me that the achievements are hard. So good luck. And well, he said that. They're not easy. He didn't say that they're hard, but he said they're not easy. And uh, I think it goes to show, like Koo said, this has only 54 people played it on TA. No completions. Uh, and I don't, I trust me, I don't trust the, the, the time tracker for Xbox or TA all that much. But I, I think you can give it some bit of uh, lenience here. The... The difference between the top person on TA and the second person on TA uh, is 2,800 to 900 uh, TA for this game. The, the time difference between those two is 20 hours, 19 hours for number two. Number one is sitting at 98 hours for this game. Take it with a grain of salt. Time tracker on Xbox, but that's a lot of time. That is way off of my estimate. <laughs> Um, yeah, he could have left it on, but judging by he, that, judging that he's the only person who unlocked several of these uh, achievements, uh, I, I think it's going to take some time. Maybe not 100 hours, but I don't know. This one's going to be a hard sell for achievement hunters for sure. Yeah, I was looking at Kusha's stats on this, and uh, I think it for me it might be summed up by that that last one on there, which is his wonderful 13 points for. 
I hate space. <laughs> um, that's probably my view on this one. Uh, I have heard absolutely nothing that entices me on this thus far. But Lunar Landing, that was a good reference. Yeah, yeah, that game was uh, uh, yeah, maybe can... maybe as fun as this, maybe. Yeah, yeah, you can play that on your Windows phone. <laughs> Lunar Landing was so frustrating. It's not $15 either. Oh, sounds like this game is too. So maybe they're kindred <laughs> spirits in more ways than we realize. Yeah. Hmm. All right, well, it's time to take it back. Time. We're going to take it Time back. to say adios. Adios to, to these amigos. <laughs> and go back in time to a time before Fufu and a time before <laughs> myself. Taking it to 1979. So the game is 1979 Black, or sorry, 1979 Revolution Black Friday. You can't forget that revolution part. That's really important because otherwise you just have like Black Friday, the American shopping holiday. Oh, yeah. That'd be a hell of a game now. (laughs) Kicking in the doors on the Walmart, trampling everyone. It might have about the same level of bloodshed, honestly. Sign me up. Sign me up. (laughs) 1979 Revolution, Black Friday, is an adventure game which sort of splits the difference between being a game and an educational feature on the 1979 Iranian Revolution, which included a Black Friday massacre, uh, the September 8th, uh, massacre where uh, a number of people, something like 60 or 70 people were shot by uh, military and police forces uh, while they were protesting. Uh, not a good thing for any uh, culture to have happen, so uh, writing a game about this is obviously a little bit difficult because we think about games as being fun, and this is obviously a very, very heavy topic and uh, has to be approached with some caution so that it's not done in a way that's inappropriate. Fortunately, the developers, uh, this was developed by a house called Ink Studios, and they also published it on PC back in 2016. When it was published on Xbox in August of 2018, uh, it was brought to us by Digirati. But they brought in uh, a director, Navid Khonsari, who was actually in Iran as a child at the time of the revolution. And he and his family emigrated to Canada shortly afterwards saying, you know, what's going on here right now? We're not cool with this. So he had experiences with it and and was able to really bring his experiences into the development of this game. And he brought in a lot of uh, anonymous sources of information that were providing contemporaneous reports from this. So this game is full of uh, a lot of references to that time period from reliable sources. But that's not good enough. We need to talk about controversy for a second. This game is controversial because it's talking about political stuff. And there are people out there who don't like what this game is saying. Specifically, Iran doesn't like it. Um, When the game was under development, Iranian newspapers got hold of it and started calling it pro-Western propaganda. Um, The director was accused of espionage, presumably because he was obtaining those uh, sources, the photos and footage from those contemporaneous sources and smuggling them out of Iran or getting them from other sources who were in Iran. The game is currently banned in Iran. The Iran National Foundation for Computer Games prohibits the sale of it and also is seeking out any copies of it that have been imported illegally. So this is actually something of a big deal. Um, And it's actually useful i think then that we can look at it and say here is something where we have some freedoms to identify and say we can play this game and be educated by it and not just in the sense of oh what happened in 1979 
though we should get that as well. I want to talk about uh, this as an adventure game, though, because it is still a game. It's not just something that educates us about it. It is a game in the Telltale style. It's an adventure game where you have quite a few QTEs, a couple of decisions here and there that may have some story impact but probably won't, and a bunch of graphical glitches. The engine is not particularly strong. Uh, and similar to Telltale games, the gamer score is pretty easy to come by. In that sense, it's probably closest to compare with A Wolf Among Us because it will require two playthroughs. And while it's possible that not all of the achievements would be obtained in just those two playthroughs, there's a very robust chapter select that'll help you get the rest uh, very, very easily. And so you're looking at a full completion here being about four to five hours. And what that really means is that it takes about two hours to play the game the first time. Uh, and that's where I come to probably my biggest disappointment. This game is simply too short. When you're dealing with a subject like this with as much background as there is in it, as much information as they had access to, and really a subject that far too many of gamers don't have any real information about at all, they gloss over far too much and aren't able to give us enough to really feel for the characters. We don't understand their motivations. We don't understand what it is that they're trying to accomplish. We don't understand the culture well enough to really appreciate what the game is trying to tell us. Uh, you could play through the game with a guy, but there's absolutely no reason to because there are essentially no missables with the way that the chapter select is set up. Go through it, play it, experience it, learn what you can, and move on from there. Uh, I will say that this game reminds me a lot of Valiant Hearts, which is a very good game, in that it tries to split that difference between being educational and also entertaining. I think, obviously, Valiant Hearts does it better because simply the size of the developer producing it, you know, if, if they had Ubisoft's level of money, this game could have been really something else. But they're a small house, and so they deserve a lot of credit for it. So when this game is being published and provided to us at $12, I think that that is a very reasonable price for us to pay for this particular game, even if it doesn't have everything we'd like, because it allows them to create more games like this. And again, as I've said in other places, when we buy a game like this, we're telling the market that this is the kind of game that we want, and that's something that I appreciate and like doing. So I do recommend people buy this game if it at all sounds interesting. The one thing you mentioned was uh, the controversy around it. I didn't know about all that. But that's interesting because what you described actually sounds like what happens in the game where <laughs> the the main character, I don't want to give away too much, but it sounds like a very similar story to what he actually experiences in the game. It's yeah, I mean, one of the themes of Revolution is that revolution sort of continues on. Revolution eats its children and there's another revolution. Uh, it takes a tremendous effort to get out of a revolutionary cycle in many cases, so that's not particularly surprising. In With the knowledge, though, that um, the game did create controversy, because I also wasn't aware of that either, do you happen to know or did you find in your research if the game was shopped to a bigger publisher and, and maybe that caused them to stay away, or was this always intended to be an in-house small project? I didn't get any information about that. I think that they were um, keeping it in-house all along, and then they've partnered with uh, slightly larger publishers for some more reach. Uh, they had a lot of success. The game's received a lot of accolades through its PC uh, release. It has decent reviews. Uh, I'm going to give it a decent review as well when we get to that point, but it's not something where it blew everyone away. This isn't the, the number one game of the year, but it received you know, best debut game kind of reviews. And I think that that's definitely deserved. It's a small game from a small company. Um, and I think that they 
are probably right to have done that. You don't want to necessarily bite off more than you can chew with your first game. Have some success and build on it. It sounds, uh, the way you describe all that kind of reminds me of uh, the development of Never Alone. Not with the controversy, but that it's a small game, that that history is as important to it as the fact that it's a game. Absolutely. That's another really good comparison. And Never Alone um, actually fits that as well, because there's a couple of things about Never Alone that I really found irritating as i played mm-hmm. it and it's like oh, i want to love this game because of everything that it means what this means to the culture and the education that's providing right and yet the little bits of it held me back so much in my opinion this game is better than never alone uh because the the issues in this game are less glaring and easier to work around okay i think i know the answer but uh i'll ask anyways uh, you said it's a short game you would you recommend playing without a guide first go? Oh, absolutely. No guides first go. Spend your two, two and a half hours, play through it. The chapters uh, run by very, very quickly, uh, and you, you get to experience it the, the way it should be felt. Um, and you'll be done, like I said, two to two and a half hours, and your second playthrough will be another two hours, and then any cleanup you have left after that, which would be almost none, should take you 15 to 20 minutes, basically. Cool. Do you have a rating for us? I'll go with four. Uh, this game is very strong with a lot of ideas. A little weak on execution, but that can be forgiven from coming from a small place and being an indie game. And it's one that I think people uh, should give a shot. There's really no reason not to. You're not going to have a hard time completing it. And if you don't like it, it's a short experience. All right. I like it. Does anybody else have any comments on 1979 Revolution Black Friday? Again, I think that Walmart game just right Alaka, <laughs> you got to get on this. Ooh, Cost, yeah. uh, you know, maybe, a th- I mean, they can turn out a game in like a, f- like a week. So, you know, they got some time before Black Friday <laughs> hits and they can just call, it, you know, Black Friday 2019 or 2019 Black Friday. There you go, yearly series. Yep. I will I will say that I think that there is a chance, uh, based on some of the rumors I was seeing, that 1979 Black Friday will be included in the Thanksgiving sales. So if $12 is too much for you, then there's a really good chance you're going to see it on sale pretty soon. So you can get Black Friday on Black Friday? Entirely possible. Wow. Synergy. I like it. Well, with that... I did mention that we might have some wild guests appearing, and I think (laughs) a big, I think a large character has shown up. Big L, are you there? Can you hear me? Oh, I hear something. You are here. Not very well. Nah, you're good, man. You're good. You know, Elroy, I was shocked to hear before that you didn't make any Black Friday jokes about how, uh, Prue's joke was trampled on 56 weeks ago. <laughs> I don't know how you didn't mention that one. Never forget. Hey, never forget. Oh, <laughs> We're coming up on the one-year memorial. <laughs> Rest in peace. Well, L, have you brought anything with us? Have you brought any thoughts? Any ponderings of games? I like games. Yeah? I like fun let's, games. Let's, uh, let's, yeah, let's go more specific. What kind of fun games do you like? Sports ball games. This is actually a sports ball game because it's about balls. Well, you think you're losing people? Let's bring them back in. Volleyballs. Yes, the game 
specifically is super super volley blast super volley blast yeah super volley blast is a volleyball game and i don't believe there's any other volleyball games on the xbox one and there's a neo geo one there is well i'm gonna have to try that one super spike in your face well, I was thinking of Super Spike V-Ball, the NES classic, but I don't think I've played any since then. Anyhow, Super Volley Blast was published by Unfinished Pixel. And in my research, they are from Barcelona, which makes sense since one of the places you can play in the game, I believe, is Barcelona. Uh, the translation in the game is iffy, but they tried their best. Um, it's four players, local only. There is a story mode that has seven levels. And that's quite short. So what they did for the replay value is they made a story mode plus and a story mode plus plus. So those are probably the hardest achievements in the game. Looking at the rest of the achievements, they're actually quite pretty simple. Without really trying, I already have 17 of the 32. Uh, most of them will just come with time. Um, the best part about this game is the charm. The teams you go up against are parodies of either well-known people or well-known fake people. I don't know if I should give away who or what they parody. but it's a f I think you should give away at least at least one oh. you don't have to give away all seven but give away at least one so people have a, a sense of the flavor well i i will go on record as saying that uh, i've been playing story mode with my son which is awesome because you can play story mode with a second player in tow and we unfortunately got defeated by parodies of donald trump and kim jong-un <laughs> <laughs> I forgot exactly. Well, that doesn't make you uh, What was the? Oh, I forgot. Do you remember? I think Don, Donald Trump's name was something like Tronald Dump. Yes. <laughs> they just it was like a Spoonerism. Yes. They just uh, yeah, they flipped dump. those first two dump is appropriate. sounds. And then uh, I don't remember exactly what Kim Jong Un was, but it was something very, very obvious. Is this uh, similar to like Oser, the insult simulator, where they? do bad impersonations as well um, or there, is it just the visual there, there's aspect? a visual aspect but they give dialogue in between each match um i'll say one more there was one that's like that's spider-man and the incredible hulk and they look dead on so i don't know it's probably not worth suing <laughs> them but it's pretty close Surprised you get your copy now, is what you're saying. <laughs> <laughs> but also the dialogue they say in between also is related. So they, they did take it like a little step further. So if, if you pay attention with whatever they're parodying, it's not just the look of the character, the name, but the they say maybe two sentences a piece. And they are somehow related to those characters. They're not just generic comments that could have been thrown in anywhere. They did a pretty nice job with that little bit of personality. Yes. Um, customization is a big thing in the game. There's achievements related to creating avatars. Um, my son and daughter had fun with that. And you can make a man or a woman, and <laughs> we'll just say you can make their faces look very interesting. 
You can move their eyebrows all over the place, their eyes. Very good times. And doing some research, it looks like they created a whole new sports IP called Super Blast, and the first game in the IP is called Super Volley Blast, so it looks like there's more games to come from Unfinished Pixel. Nice. So um, I started this game, um, and just so you know, it is local co-op only, but if you don't have a buddy or a, somebody to play with, uh, the AI will step in to do your 2v2 match. Um, I only played one go at it and i got through the i won the third match and i lost in the fourth match Uh, most of that was thanks to the ai to getting me through it because i had a heck of a time with the controls did you have the same or did they kind of click with you l um before my son and i started the story mode we went to exhibition and we put it on very easy and we got destroyed four or five times and then it did click learning how to jump at the and smash it at the right second and it kind of reminded me of like the if you I don't know if you've played it but the NBA playgrounds where you 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 hold a, a button to say jump and then on NBA playgrounds you release at a certain time to shoot but uh, in this one you hit a button again to hit the ball yes just when you know just at the right time one problem we seem to have um, was we would get credit for four hits quite often and I'm not sure why we would always pass it to each other twice and then the third person would get the hit and sometimes it would say four hits. There were little weird things like that, but overall... He didn't know four hits in volleyball is illegal. Four hits, so bad. it's not a good thing. <laughs> and hitting it two times in a row yourself is also bad. Yes. Did you ever um, play the game Stickbold? Uh, yes. This yeah. looks, Stickbold. Yeah, yes. this looks very similar to it. How, how would you uh, compare it? Stickbold is a good comparison. It's also a two-on-two kind of a game. Very cartoony. Uh, it's got a foreign flavor to it. um i mean i i think having played both like stickbold definitely has a narrative Mm -hmm. like there there's there's a story throughout that gets increasingly more ridiculous the further in you go um where super volley blast there's there's this general sense of you're trying to win these volleyball games but that isn't present um so so there is a bit bit of a different flavor to the two and also, uh, Stickbold tasks you with doing special, um, hitting certain targets in each match. So you might have to go through a match without getting hit, or you might have to go through a match with breaking all the pillars. There's nothing like that in Super Volley Blast. It's, it's straight, just play each match. But sometimes there are different parameters for winning. So sometimes it's 11 points, sometimes it's 15. I, I don't know what um, makes that the case. But I know from watching uh, L and his son play it a little bit that 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 does happen. That there are sometimes different win conditions, but you don't need to do anything other than win to get through uh, everything you need to in Super Volley Blast. That is true. And looking it up, um, both Stick Bolt and Super Volley Blast cost the same, so it's a fair uh, nine ninety nine U.S. American dollars. American, American. Uh, Super Volley Blast came out on Halloween 2018, so hasn't had a chance to go on sale yet. Um, One other thing I wanted to mention is there is a party mode. So you could add bombs to the game. You could add all kinds of items to the game. We didn't really delve too much into them. We only really did the story, but there are fun party modes as well. And I could see it being actually... 
pretty fun time with four players local if you wanted to go that route. Absolutely. And just to confirm, although I'm pretty sure it's the case, achievements only pop on the host yes, profile? Yes, I was going to mention that as well. Hosts only men- only pop on the host profile, which is unfortunate. But the story mode, I guess, is short enough that you can run through it twice. Or hopefully, three times or six times. Hopefully the next difficulties won't be too awful. Do you know if uh, story mode you have to play against a computer? Could you like boost story mode with? Oh no! Yeah, you have to. You have to play against the computer. Absolutely. Ah, uh, so you have to get good. Yeah, of course <laughs> you have to get good. But everything else well, is, has, is boostable. If you has anyone to. completed the new game plus plus yet, uh, according to tracking on true achievements? Oh yeah, yes. seven people have completed. This seven com- people okay. have completed out of ninety six. Uh, Stickball has a almost 3,000 people by comparison. Yeah, so maybe once the game has a sale and it's maybe 5 or $7, more people take a look at it. I think it's worth $10. It's a little bit bare bones, but if you have a, a group of people over, I think it would be worth it. You can definitely get uh, a quick few hundred, if not, you know, five to 700 pretty, pretty quickly. I would agree um, with that. Miss, you are Mr. Co-op. This is a local co-op only. Uh, how many ratings do you give it out of five volley balls? Mm, I think I'll give it three and a half balls. Three and a half balls <laughs> of the volley <laughs> kind. I would say it's a okay. good time with people. I'm not sure how if I would play it by myself, quite honestly. What about your kids? Your kids like it? Yeah, my son told, wound up playing it by himself. He told me he started on his dag a little heathen so <laughs> he told me he thought that the if you put the ai on a certain difficulty your ai teammate will match your opponents so i don't know if you found that to be the case as well so like yeah that's what he thought but he's also eight so i'm not sure <laughs> well a couple years younger than you a, yeah a couple <laughs> just a few well thanks for that illustrious review uh let's moving on over to uh, a local island over here in tennessee arcade islands elroy you have the all floor. right well this is arcade islands volume one mm, yeah so not to be confused with those other island chains out there but it is a cutesy little game that basically takes all the easy-to-replicate games that exist in the world and all the mini-games featured on every party game ever created, and it takes those and just rips them right off and puts them all under one title. Woo! Yes. So this game basically divides uh, the ripped-off games into islands. So each island has about you know, six to seven uh, ripped-off games on it. So five islands total, I think there was, and you get three stars on each game uh, on these islands. And once you get a certain amount of stars, you can move on to the next island and such and so forth. So it's called Arcade Islands Volume 1. And apparently we just found out Arcade Islands Volume 2 is basically going to be variations of Super Volley Blast uh, uh, with modifiers and such because apparently that's a party game. So that's just what they do. They're going to take it. Now, take a game like Sparkle, Sparkle Unleashed, or 
maybe you're a zoom up person. Uh, you know, instead of shooting gems into some little orb thingy, uh, you are now a gator. A lot of gators in these games that I've been playing. Uh, <laughs> and you're throwing things in a swamp. So basically they take it, add some little animals to it, same mechanic, same game. But no, it's an arcade island exclusive. Now, if you like twin stick shooters, such as, I don't know, Crimson Land, zombie, yet another zombie defense game, or a million others, they got a game just for you. But instead of using things like that, hey, just use a little bug thingy, shooting germ thingies under a microscope. Yeah, there you go. Tower defense games, you like those? Wow, they only got about three or four of those on it. Memory games, they got the game Memory itself. You know, the one where you used to like, flip cards over memory you ever play that yeah mm -hmm. well yeah so now you can play it on arcade islands um maybe you ever put something under a cup and move it around and then people have to guess where it is uh yeah they got a cup game on there uh two girls not included they have tank wars check they have snake check they got it all so there's 33 games total um, I haven't got to the last few, but I'm sure they're basically variations. Uh, so I'm not, I can't wait to see which games have ripped off next. So, uh, fingers crossed some, some winners there, but that being said, you get a whole lot for $20. So you get like the who's who of, uh, games that are easy to replicate 33 of them for 20 bucks. So if you actually have friends, um, I could see theoretically uh, again, theoretical for me, but I could see where this game would be a good option. So, uh, for example, I was recently playing uh, the game Guts and Glory. That is a very underrated game. Uh, if you have not played it, go do so now. Anyhow, in several of the loading screens, it displays text at the bottom of the screen, and it says, Guts and Glory is best played with a friend and a beer. And I think that endorsement probably would be true here on Arcade Island. Uh, but, uh, I, I can't verify, but the, the games are silly. However, if you introduce a competitive alcohol infused environment, you know, that, that little monkey statue head thing, shooting balls at flying bananas, uh, that, that, that becomes very serious in a hurry. So this is further assisted by the built-in score system where it keeps your top scores, uh, so if you also, if you play, you can try to play cooperatively and maybe get the three stars on the game. So once you have three stars on that game, well, why the hell not just try to get three stars on the whole island? So now you rinse and repeat and you have perfected every island. So that being said, the achievements, they don't come easy. I don't know if it's uh, the same level of adios amigos, but... Uh, I played it for several hours, and I'm just north of about 100 gamer score for the game. And if you want more points, you're going to have to get good at these games and three-star everything. And that is not very encouraging to me because I can think of at least two to three games off the top of my head that I fought like hell to just get one star on. So uh, if you're going to play 33 very different games, your chances are you're going to have at least one or two that you suck at. So... Um, or more, but I started looking at it and I was like, well, that don't really explain why I didn't get many points on this thing. And, uh, where did all the points hidden? So that's the other part of the game that is very irritating. It is secret achievements out the wazoo. It has a very serious case of this. So 
600 to 700, I didn't count it exactly, but up to 700 of the total gamer score on this freaking game are hidden. It says, Secret Achievement. That's your, your title. You go to TA, and like, well, what what's all these secret achievements? Try to figure out what the heck it is, and the description is, Details will be revealed once unlocked. So, at <laughs> at this point... Only a couple of them actually have any kind of guide or reference to tell you what the achievement is for. So, basically, you have no idea what you're trying to do to get the achievement. There may be a list out there somewhere on an island that's an arcade in the first volume. I don't know, but it's I, I could not find such lists. I had no idea what I was trying to do. Uh, I, I got one or two of these random ones uh, f- unlocked, and usually it was just for me messing up. But... For that reason alone, I would say, wait on this game. I assume in the future, someone will take the time to use the Rosetta Stone and decode what these secret Chivos are asking. It's it's like a it's a solid game, but I, I mean, you can't go hiding 700 of the gamer score off in Area 51 and expect <laughs> us all to come a-hunting and trying to figure out what it is. So I would say, wait, let it go on sale. And by then, uh, maybe at some point, you will actually get a chance of getting more than 100 gamer score on it, like I did. Does uh, anybody want to tell them about the secret achievements? <laughs> oh, no. <laughs> I mean, do you want to know is, is probably the the better question. Oh, no. You know you don't uh, like, would you rather TA have... very efficiently, uh, but... <laughs> they do uh, de- decrypt those secret achievements for you. Although, to be fair, the secret no, achievements you, no, no, still no, no, say no, details no, will be no, revealed no. once Okay, unlocked, okay, right? I see yeah. what you're saying. No, no, it, no, it no, doesn't, no. Back up a doesn't second. Really okay. help. You go to TA, you pull up this game right now, and you go tell me what all these achievements are. I can tell you one right and now. Put 30 hens to sleep in Rooster Romp, collect 30 special balls. Balls. What the hell are you looking at? Oh, there's there's a setting on TA where you can show all secret achievements descriptions. Oh well, Roy, we love his it. mind is blown. People, <laughs> you, you can see either the locked or the unlocked uh, description depending on settings. Um, so. uh, I think I'll just go uh, go take a look at this. Uh, what you're talking about here? Oh, well, it's, it's interesting y'all, y'all that a couple. Talk, y'all just talk about yourself here. I'll, uh, I'll just go, uh... He's it's a interesting teacher. Interesting that a couple everybody. of the achievements a actually a don't teacher. have a tile <laughs> scanned in. Um. Oh yeah, there there like, are a couple missing tiles. You're right. Well, just a few, but. Yeah, you're right. Just a few. It's like the whole. It's like three pages of it. No, no, no. <laughs> <laughs> the the image just has a placeholder image because it, it's not that they aren't unlocked, which I find interesting. All right. So, so I wonder what that's all so about. So I hit show secret details, and it still says it's locked. What, what am I doing wrong? Here? I don't know. I see them all. You're not trying to get the secret details. You're trying to see the unlocked description so uh the achievements have a description that you can see before they're unlocked and a different description you see after you've unlocked them and ta knows both of them and if you haven't unlocked it it will typically by default show you the one for the i haven't unlocked this yet but you can choose to show it for the unlocked description for everything and that was the educational portion of the show (laughs) (laughs) uh i can uh I can concur with uh, Aroy's 
assessment here. I've played the game for just over an hour. Got 120 gamer score. I just did the first mini island, and yeah, three stars everywhere is not easy to do. Yeah, I don't know how you get that one. Apparently, you just go to TA and. Uh... <laughs> but apparently, four people have done it. Uh, tracked over at TA out of 123 track gamers, so it's doable. That is true. Yeah. yeah. Well, I mean, like most achievements, every one of them is probably doable. It's just how much time you and effort and frustration you want to put into it. So. And actually, uh, uh, one of the four completions is uh, listener, Carpe Adam, 79. Good job, Carpe. Oh. Yeah. It doesn't, nicely it done. doesn't tell us uh, his time, unfortunately, but uh, he did put in the effort. He got uh, all 3,300 of that TA. So, little proclamation point. <laughs> All right, how many secret achievements out of five do you give uh, Arcade Islands Volume 1? Out of five secret achievements, I give it like one and a half because <laughs> I don't know what how to decode it or find it out whether or not I gave it a better score or not. Okay. So, it's possible I did. It's possible I didn't. I don't know. I'll, we'll I'm just going to take the L on this one. <laughs> okay let's see what is next on the docket click 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 oh we're gonna travel back in time sort of to 1983 another year before my time when Matthew Broderick ruled the silver screen Koosh how's the war games going buddy uh, it's vaguely related to the movie, uh, by, I don't know, the fact that someone mentioned the word war games. Uh, <laughs> if, if you watch the intro, it's, it's quite unclear how this has anything to do with it other than just, uh, blatant marketing, <laughs> just trying to ride some coattails. Uh, this game is called Hashtag War Games. Uh, it is a visual novel. Uh, it is by developer and publisher Eco or Echo, depending on how you pronounce words. Um, it has 55 achievements. Uh, it, it costs five dollars currently, and it uh, it's, looks like it's weighing in at around eight ten hours. Um, this is a uh, full motion video um, story about a character uh, whose mom, <laughs> and I could be completely wrong here, but I, I believe that the story is about this character whose mom uh, has been disgraced or accused of some sort of uh, drone program uh, for the government, and they're accused of uh, spying or you know, overstepping uh, privacy rules, rights, and such. Uh, it was very hard to pee, kind of kind of follow. Um, once I realized that this game was uh, just just going to basically just be watching a movie, um, it, it was kind of hard to stay focused. Uh, another thing that that pulled me out of it is that the first time I played this, uh, I got no achievements. I, I went three straight chapters, which took about say 20 minutes, 15, 20 minutes. Uh, and no pops and it didn't make any sense. Uh, so I, I kind of started looking around and, and found, uh, that wasn't the case for most people. They pretty much just stumbled into achievements as they were going. Um, so I uninstalled, uh, reinstalled and tried it another day. So it could have been an Xbox live issue or, or I don't know what. Um, but when I did that, uh, I played the game and by played the game, I mean, I turned the game on and I walked away and did some work. Uh, and I came back <laughs> about an hour later. Uh, and I had picked up, um, I want to say like seven achievements, uh, just by doing nothing. 
Um, yeah, so I have seven achievements. Huh. Uh, so basically, I would just go babysit the game uh, and then you know progress to the next chapter, and I would uh, earn some achievements by doing nothing. Um, that's probably not the best way to play this game, uh, but it worked for my second playthrough <laughs> or my second partial playthrough. Uh, I, I would say the acting is um, kind of a mixed bag. Uh, the main character seems like a pretty good actress. Uh, she's you know interesting, um, but her you know the other characters um, are they can range from good actors to very cheesy actors, um, <clears throat> and uh, it, it basically consists of a cast of uh, this main character, um, young woman, uh, her brother. Uh, her hacktivist friends, her boyfriend, and her father. Uh, it may go farther, but as far as three chapters in, that seems to kind of be the roster right now. Um, the choices that you make in this game uh, are basically which video thread are you going to watch. So sometimes you'll you'll be watching one video thread uh, with one little uh, video window going. And then every now and then you'll see uh, multiple windows. So you'll see the main character, you'll see her other two hacker friends in their own video threads. You may see a website that they're all looking or a video that they're all watching at the same time. You have the option of navigating to which video thread you want to be the, the largest video thread, the one that you're paying most attention to. And this is how you're triggering the achievements. Basically, you're focusing on one particular video thread at one particular timestamp in the chapter. And if you do that, that's how you unlock an achievement. Um, there are minor differences, I think, uh, depending on which thread you're watching. The, the first instance of that would be uh, very early in the story when you, we were first introduced to these characters, and um, I don't think it's too much of a spoiler. They are, they're basically flying a drone, and they're spying on some celebrity. Uh, your choice is to which video thread do you want to watch, and which video thread you watch is the person who's controlling the drone uh, when it crashes. Uh, and and that is the level of uh, influence that you have over the game, to my knowledge. Uh, the very minor differences. You're not going to alter the story by which video thread you watch. You may have minor differences, but obviously it's not going to change uh, where the where the story ends up. Um, all the achievements on TA have a solution, or, or most of them do. And this game is going to take multiple playthroughs. However, um, as long as you don't delete the game like I did. I believe your progress is saved, and you can go back and do chapter select. Uh, following those achievements, you can sort of um, pick them up, go cherry pick through the episodes, replay them until you get to all the achievements that you need per episode. Um, that was kind of my experience with the game. I've had a hard time trying to convince myself to go back to it um, because the, the estimate is 8 to 10 hours. That's basically like 18, 8 to 10 hours of video editing. That does not sound like a fun game to me, but for other people, maybe. Um, go ahead. Now, did did you play with air quotes that listeners can't see? Uh, late shift. No, I want to play it. Uh, I, I think the thing here, oh, okay. I, I should have mentioned my bias. I want to enjoy FMV games. I have rarely enjoyed an FMV game. <laughs> did you grow up with a Sega uh, yes, CD? Yes, I had Night Trap. I oh, had okay. the Sega CD. Yeah, Sewer yeah, Shark. Sewer Shark. I put them in. I've probably played them for a total of about an hour total, the the two of them. <laughs> so I want to enjoy FMV. Okay. I just don't think it's for me. So, so I've started uh, Late Shift. What, what, do you have a question? You're trying to compare it. 
Yeah, and I'm just curious. It sounds like at least in in presentation, they're different from each other because Late Shift doesn't present you with the other options. Obviously, it's it's text boxes that you choose. Yeah. But I'm curious how the approaches compare. Are they significantly different anyway? Do the games feel similar? I would that say kind of that stuff? they're only alike in the fact that they're they're you know you you're watching uh, acting. Uh, Late Shift mm-hmm. is way more interactive than you get to actually change the story. Um, mm-hmm. War games, like Kush said, if you if you have to play this game three times, you're going to see the same things three times. Uh, I'm almost positive. It's just whatever movie you pick to focus on. Uh, it's really a bad way to do it, in my opinion. Uh, uh, I concur with uh, Kush on the acting as well. The main actress was decent, but I got bored in Chapter 2, and I let the thing play. And I don't even know how it ended, but I got uh, almost 400 gamer score because yeah, that's what happened. Um, mm-hmm. And now I'm just going to have to go back and pay attention and pick a different you know box to, to focus on. But uh, with the example like he gave is another one like I was thinking of where it was a three-way conversation and I had to pick the boy or the girl or girl number two. And I guess I get an achievement depending on what I pick. I don't know. Yeah, hopefully someone will come up with a guide that just mainlines it, streamlines it. You don't have to actually pay too much attention to it. Um, yeah, there's no there's no walkthrough yet, but er, yeah, like you said, everything does have a guide. And I do know when this came out, it was they had unobtainables for like a, a handful of achievements. Luckily, they were good on their word and they did patch it. Um, and I know a couple people from the community. Actually, I think just X, the hero. He, he was on it pretty quick, and uh, he has completed the game. Good on him. Yeah, I'm not looking forward to uh, to the cleanup on this one for sure. <laughs> yeah. Uh, I would give this a one or a two, uh, whatever is out of whatever. <laughs> yeah, yeah. And it's only $5. It's not bad for, you know, for some achievements. But it's definitely no quickie of the week. Yeah. Maybe <laughs> more, maybe three hundred if you just let it play and leave it alone. That's pretty quick. But now, if someone is into these FMVs, I'd love to hear you know how they think it it stacks up to other ones. But uh, to me, this seems kind of like the, uh, the 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 least amount of effort you could put into an FMV uh, and have it still be uh, acceptable by Microsoft. If that's not too too rough. Maybe our buddy uh, X will uh, do a game swap with War Games and. I don't know, something like Bud, and, Bud Spencer and Terrence Hill slapping beans. I don't know. <laughs> oh, but that was war, hashtag war games. Don't forget the hashtag. It's part of the name. Uh, how many? Oh, you already rated it, right? Yeah. I give it a two. Yeah. See, I don't even pay attention to the rating because it's, it's so well, All right, anyway. Just like, uh, yep. just like war games, you can go back and watch it again to figure out what the rating was. <laughs> Yeah, I'll have to do that several times. <laughs> All right, let's uh, keep this party train going. A couple more reviews down. X, hopefully you are with us and healthy as ever. You I'm ready wanna, to go. Want to tell us about some demons? I will tell you about some demons crystals. Is that good enough? Yeah, sure, I'll take that. All right, so demons crystals is a twin stick shooter game. Developed by Byte4 Games and published by Badland Indie. 
Uh, and this is another one where they released it on Steam and PC first uh, back in 2016, and they decided that, hey, they could make some more money if they ported it to Xbox. So they did, and they brought it over to Xbox in May of 2017. Um, it's a twin-stick shooter, like I said. has a handful of different modes you can play in. But the for the most part, you play a level in the basic mode, which requires that you shoot and kill a whole bunch of enemies on the screen. Uh, the enemies get tougher the longer you play the game, but your character also levels up and becomes more powerful. Um, and not just through leveling up as an RPG and grind kind of thing, but also through the power-ups that appear on the ground. You can change how your weapon fires, and some of the pa uh, fire patterns are very, very powerful. Um, but the long-term level grinding is where the game uh, gets a lot of its replay value for certain values of replay value, as I'll talk about in just a moment. Both um, the secondary mode that the game has is instead of trying to kill enemies, you have to run around killing enemies that are still spawning, but picking up crystals instead. It doesn't matter how many enemies you kill, the game's counting the crystals that you're picking up for this mode. Uh, and both the enemies and the crystals spawn somewhat randomly on the map, and you play at a different map every level. And as long as you complete the requirement of picking up the requisite number of crystals or killing the requisite number of enemies before the time runs out, or you die to the attacks of the monsters, you progress on to the next level. And there are eight levels in one world, and at the end of the world you fight a boss. Uh, it also has uh, a multiplayer mode, which is local only. Uh, so get a friend on your couch to play with you, or plug in an extra controller if you want. Uh, and then the local multiplayer has a variety of minigame styles, uh, which are really riffs on those major themes of running around and shooting each other with various power-ups. Um, the local co-op is mostly used for a slight glitch of power leveling your characters. Once you've leveled up one character, you can plug in a second controller, and since it only counts achievements and progress for the host uh, person, all the characters playing in a game are yours, uh, which is not great for your friends, but it's really helpful for you if you want to power up your other characters. And since you have to do, get all four characters to level 90 for an achievement in this game, this is a really useful thing here. Uh, TA rates the game at a 10 to 12 hour completion, probably because that, uh, it's not really a glitch, but that exploit exists. Otherwise, it would be a much, much longer completion because grinding up even one character to level 90 the normal way is a long uh, process. It's not particularly hard, but it is a long process, and it is incredibly repetitive. This game is very, very repetitive. That doesn't mean that it's bad. Lots of games are repetitive. Diablo, one of my favorite games of all time, it's repetitive. But this game doesn't have as much variety. There is a variety in the enemy types and in those power-ups that I mentioned, and the juggling of objectives between killing enemies and picking up crystals and staying alive, it helps to keep it fresh and so that you're not falling asleep on the couch. But when you're doing that over and over again for 10 to 12 hours at best, it's it does start to get a little bit tedious. But the good news is that this game is cheap. Uh, it's normally available for $5. At time of recording, it's on sale for $2 because it is a very frequent... Uh, appearance game in the sales, uh, and you can get it for $2 or less almost any time you like. So for cheap gamer score, you're not doing too bad. You're going to have a, a decent time. There's no technical glitches with it. The achievements all unlock the way they're supposed to. It's fine, but it's not going to be something that you're going to really want to go back to play in most cases. 
when you're talking about power leveling your other characters, would you recommend doing that from the start, or is that something where you're not going to be costing yourself too much time if you save that towards the end of your uh, your run through the game? Not only are you not going to cost yourself too much time by waiting to the end, you actually probably want to save it for the end, because the stronger your character is that's doing the leveling, the more you can feed the experience to your other characters. You get more of the experience by doing the higher level stuff, which even four level 20 characters couldn't do, but one level 90 character can do, and your level five or six characters can soak up all that experience for free. Gotcha. And you said it was a two-player or a four-player? Up to four players. And in fact, there is an achievement that requires at least three controllers. So if you don't have three controllers, you're not going to get the completion on this one because it requires a team in multiplayer. So you have to have two against one. Gotcha. So if you're a fat cat with four controllers, can you boost all four? <laughs> you time? absolutely can, and that will uh, cut down your time to that 10 to 12 hour time Fantastic. period. He's uh, programming his Cronus right now. <laughs> <laughs> so yeah, it's, 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 a, it's a fine little game, nothing particularly wrong with it, but don't expect much uh, because it doesn't give you much. Yeah, I'll, uh, I have it in my catalog because like you said, it's super cheap and it's always super cheap. Um, I'll have to give it a try. I had no idea what type of game it was. Based off the cover art, I was not expecting a, a twin stick shooter, that's for sure. <laughs> but sounds like this is... Um, these, and we frequently talk when we talk about ID titles and uh, independent titles about how the price doesn't really match what you're getting. But it sounds like that's actually a pretty strong talking point for this one is that it's usually fairly inexpensive and it works the way it's supposed to. Absolutely. This is a game where they know that they're providing exactly what they're providing and they are pricing it fairly. Uh, and the fact that they're willing to put it on sale regularly means that they understand how gaming economics works. They want to get the attention. They want to get a few more sales. Um, I, I had the numbers up a minute ago. Let me go back to that page and see because the sales have worked for this game. Um, it has 4,236 tracked gamers on TA, so that's a fair number of sales. And even if it's only a couple of bucks per sale, that's a lot more money that they've pulled in from the gaming community uh, than games that try to preserve their price line and get more through. Sometimes those better games deserve the price tag because they're better games, but if your game is really simple, this is a good model for how you can make some extra money, in my opinion. Because this isn't a game that's been available through Game Pass or some other method nope. where anyone can grab it. Like whoever is playing it has either received a review copy, which is a small number, or has paid some amount toward it. Right, or is a game share partner of someone else who did. Yeah, this game has come up on my UHH and my uh, RTDL uh, a couple times now, and it's always kind of fun. I, you know, I, I enjoy these kind of pick up and put down. Uh, short gaming experiences and it's it's great for that now if you were to power level through it maybe it wouldn't be as enjoyable but as far as a you know i'm going to keep coming back to this thing and kind of milk it uh it's it's really quite enjoyable i i agree with that assessment i think trying to do 10 to 12 hours of this at once would be pretty close to excruciating but something you spend half an hour on here and there uh you're going to enjoy that half hour pretty much and you get a, a good experience that lasts for quite a while All right. Well, it has come to that time. Time for the headlining act. 
Wait, did we get a? <laughs> did we get a? How many crystals out of crystals? Yeah. On on that how one. How many crystals of the demons is it? I'm I'm a fairly harsh reviewer. Uh, I'm only going to give this one two, even though it is fairly priced. Uh, there's just not enough to it as a game to really entice me to give this a strong rating. Two out of five, two I'm bucks. A... Not bad. <laughs> I'm gonna give it three out of five just for looking like the cover art, looking like Winks Club Girls Gone Wild. <laughs> 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 oh. Well, it's come all down to this. The title I've been waiting to hear, and I know you haven't because we haven't talked about it, but we foreshadowed it <laughs> earlier. It is Bud, Spencer, and Terrence Hill. Slap some beans. No secret achievements. Hopefully <laughs> that goes better this time than last time. <laughs> no, Roy. I know All you right. have some right. <laughs> All right, so slapping beans. I mean... I've you got to play it, if nothing else, just for the title. But I went into this game completely blind. I All I knew about the game was that it had a funny name and that the achievements had some interesting names and descriptions and that it was a beat-em-up. So I am not 100% sure, but I might accidentally be good at beat-em-ups from what I have deduced <laughs> because this comes from the fact that last time we did Review Raid, the group consensus was that Coffee Crisis was a tough game. And it really isn't. It's it. It's just not. Oh, so you beat it then? <laughs> it's an definitely. Yeah, it, it's it's an enjoyable game. It's a metal as f game. It it's many things, but difficult. It's not. I I maybe I'm just good at them. I don't know. Maybe I found my wheelhouse. So I I was at a point where I needed some points for the G task tourney thingy, and it had some high ratios at the time, and so I figured, well, why not try this one? And so what I found was a gem. Not a not a demon's crystal, but a gem. And <laughs> I play a lot of bad games. A lot of bad games. Uh, I'm I'm hashtag war games. I'm I'm gonna have to visit that one for some hashtag gains. So uh and I've said it many times as I plow through a who's who of terrible games in the pursuit of the almighty gamer score, I find something every once in a while that brings a smile to my face. Speaking of which, uh a lot of people they've complained that the fighting uh, genre is a little rep- repetitious, but I don't know. Every time I did a finisher move, it brought a smile to my face. But that was, it was one of those games. It's got its hooks into me, and it unfolded in a way that introduced me to some individuals that I had not even heard about. So, anybody on the panel, do y'all know Terrence and Bud? Is, are you familiar with them? Not personally. Um, nope. Okay, no. okay. So... Anyway, I, <clears throat> I I started the game, and the first level is basically kind of an old west thing. So when I first started playing it, it was it kind of reminded me of the old movie, The Three Amigos, given that it kind of started in old west atmosphere, and that it was actually a movie set, and that there was actors, and everything was kind of tongue in cheek. So I kind of half expected a rendition of My Little Buttercup halfway through the stage, you know, it's my and. I I thought that it maybe that movie was the inspiration for the for the stage and perhaps the game. But then the next stage, it was completely different. As was every stage that followed. So the game offers like a lot of variety in terms of not just stages, like the stage variety, but also in terms of gameplay. So you're starting off, it's a good old beat 'em up, and then all of a sudden, oh wait, now it's a timing game. 
Okay, okay, you get that down, and then, then oh, it's back to beat him up. Oh, nope, now it's a button pusher. Okay, okay, I can handle this. No, oh, wait, no, it's a racing game now. Oh, now it's back to beat him up. And so that was another perk of the game. It was like, uh, like kind of like the weather, you know, if you don't like it, you know, wait 30 minutes, it changes. Well, it was, it was very much uh, varied in that approach. So the next thing about the game that I really enjoyed was the music. So from the opening credits and throughout every stage, they play some retro music. It kind of reminded me of the Big Lebowski. It was like soothing 70s style jams. But the catch was is that these were songs that I'd never heard before, but uh, that I immediately wanted to hear again. Like I, I liked the songs. It was They were good. So the good news is that the entire catalog for the game can be played through a jukebox feature in the game. So you can pick your favorites or... If you roll like I roll, the album can be found on the YouTube, and you can convert it to MP3s and put it on your phone, <laughs> which, yep, I did that too. So, But the game did an excellent job not just picking out songs, but also matching them to the stage that you play in. So my, my two personal favorites were the songs Mr. Nothing Goes Right, and that plays during a chase sequence where you have to like just basically avoid cars on a highway and stay caught up with a truck that's speeding off with a a lady that's not actually your girlfriend, but you want her to be. And so it kind of sounds hectic, but it's really not. But it kind of comes off as like a nice little Sunday drive. You're kind of just rolling. And uh, although the hecticness of trying to get the achievement, safety first, it, it's in all caps, uh, for completing the chase with no crashes. That was kind of frustrating. But as far as the rest of the achievements go, um, I suppose I should probably address that. I I got 700 points with relative ease. Uh, then again, I'm just some dude that thought Coffee Crisis was pretty easy. So use that as a reference point. So of the 300 that I haven't gotten, uh, I could probably squeeze out another 100 with some moderate level of work. Um, but I don't know. There's about four in particular that I have no idea how to do. So if you're a completionist, you might want to wait until some kind of guy comes out for the Bulldozer, Fruit Ninja, Triggy, and Crawfish Triggy. Man, this is rough. They're all in caps. This is killing me. So the first one is just for beating the Luna Park level while hard. So the level itself isn't too bad, but there's this dang midget guy on stilts at the end, and he's a beast, man. This guy, I'm not sure how you're supposed to defeat him the proper way, and he will murderize you. But on the lower difficulty settings, you can just kind of wail away on him and then take your hits, but then you can go heal yourself. But for this achievement, you got you can't use any power-ups. So since you can't do that, and given that he takes off about a third of your strength every time he whacks you, um, I, I don't know how you're supposed to beat him on hard. But it it's, yeah, I don't know. But, all right, so the Fruit Ninja one, uh, it has something to do with dodging fruit in the supermarket. Uh, not sure how how you're supposed to do that any differently. I I was you know ducking and dodging all the fruit coming at me. I mean they were throwing some bananas. They were throwing some pine. I mean they were throwing some fruit, man. And so I dodged it all. I did it many times. No pop. No idea. You check on TA, or at least when I check on TA, I guess y'all go some magical TA that I don't know about. <laughs> but you check on TA, there's nothing on it. I I mean I can't find any information, but. I don't know. Twenty-three people have figured it out, so I guess I could contact them. Have you ever Have you ever played Fruit Ninja? 
Yeah. Well, this is you're not slicing ah, it. You're okay. just trying to okay. You are it. trying to dodge no. it. Okay. Yeah, yeah. Even the icon yeah, says slicing, it. though. It's tricky. Maybe you dodge it with your fists. Does it? Well, let's see. The, the achievement itself, I tried, like, overthinking it, um, where you just kind of, I don't know, uh, like there was open to interpretations. Let me see. I, I'm pulling it up here. I forget exactly how I interpreted it, but there was like several ways you could interpret it. Uh, where is, uh, where is it? Fruit Ninja. Dodge any fruit that is thrown into the supermarket. So I didn't know if it was, it says it's thrown into the supermarket. I don't remember any point in the game where it's thrown into the supermarket. It, all the fruit origin, its origin is inside the market. So, it's hard to be thrown into the supermarket when you're already in the supermarket. So I don't know if they were saying dodge any fruit that is thrown, like, in the supermarket. Like, they're throwing it at you, um, and it's being thrown inside the supermarket. I don't know if that was a typo on the, on the, on the description there. And so, yeah. I didn't know if you were supposed to hit the, like, the little roll button uh, when, uh, when it gets close to you. Um, basically the 23 people who got it are jerks because they didn't write a guide (laughs) yeah and so i don't know if any is all is it just dodge any fruit like just some of it or are you supposed to dodge all of it i I don't know so anyway i i I could probably figure that one out i'm just hound those 23 people and until they give me an answer but um yeah and so there's the other ones is that the last one is like for finishing the race in under three minutes and 17 seconds. Um, so when I was running the race, and granted I'm not really good at those racing games, but uh, given that uh, I'm not the worst gamer in the world, but uh, just close. But anyhow, I could only finish a lap in about two minutes. And so three minutes and 17 seconds was going to be a push for two laps. So then I started thinking, well probably they got all cutesy with it and put a little secret in there somewhere so i i ran a couple races and i was just bumping in there everything i was looking for any hidden entrances like some fake walls uh, mm-hmm. some you know where you kind of cut through the race uh nothing there wasn't a thing on there there's a couple like places where you can take off a few seconds but i mean we're talking a few seconds here we're not talking 20 30 seconds a freaking lap here but um i don't know so i'm not sure how you're supposed to do that uh, there's, I think there's a trick, but I don't know. And then the other one was uh, the crawfish thingy. So uh, you're trying to win this race uh, while going in reverse while hard. And I'm like, I, this ain't going to happen. So whatever trick is present on the other one, I assume you can do that there because by the time you get your freaking car turned around, you ain't going to see those other four cars in the first place. Uh, you're, they're gone. I mean, they're, they're already halfway through the lap. And and so I'm not sure how you're supposed to to do pull that one off. There's got to be like a little secret cut through or something that I, I'm just not seeing. But anyhow. So in any case, as far as my recommendation goes, um, I would say definitely do this one because it's 700 fairly easy gamer score but better than that it's actually a pretty cool experience in that you learn about bud spencer and terrence hill like when i uh when i went into the game i was i didn't really even know they were real people i mean you kind of look at it and you're like who are this who's this terrence hill and bud spencer and so uh when i first started i was like i look kind of is that the developers like people that code the game maybe they're just really uh 
you know, <laughs> into themselves, <laughs> put their pictures in there or something. And then I was like, well, no. Nah. And then I was like, well, I've seen these people before. And so I, I, I honestly thought Bud Spencer was supposed to be the Waz, you know, like from Apple. Mm-hmm. And so he looks just like him. And then the other guy I thought was supposed to be uh, Mr. Perfect, the old wrestler. <laughs> and so it's not. I thought, well, dang. Mr. Perfect and Waz taking on all these. I just thought that added to the absurdness of it all. And I was like, man, this is going to, this is, this is what's up. I mean, I'd sign up for just about any game that has the Waz and Mr. Perfect in it, tag team and double, you know, beat them up kind of thing. That That's that's what's up. But no, they're actually uh, real people and uh, Italian actors of all things. And so um, the big, the, the big dude, he's like, some he was an Olympic swimmer at one point, but they made like just bukus and uh, uh, movies like in I don't know the 50s, 60s, and 70s. Uh, uh, the fat dude's dead. The other guy he, he isn't, and uh, so I don't know. I was just kind of like, dang, that's I, I didn't even know these people existed. And if you do like a YouTube search on on them, you'll find a bunch of videos that kind of inspired uh, a lot of the stages, like the supermarket one when I was looking. To, figure out what the heck that was like i actually stumbled upon the movie scene with them in it and i mean it was just absurd it's like all you know visual humor you know the the big guy the gimmick is he's really strong and he punches you and you like you know fly backwards and do two backflips kind of a thing it was that kind of humor and so um yeah, yeah i enjoyed the game you should uh definitely give it a check yeah give us that rating Oh man, how many cans of beans? Yeah. I'm gonna give you five fresh, uh, delicious cans of beans. Woo! Get your wow. Five, five. I enjoyed this game. Got the, the music, man. I liked it. It was a good time. Yeah, that might good be the stuff. Outro music. Yeah, for sure. Do uh, yeah, uh, Mister Nothing Go Wrong. Hey, Elroy. That's my favorite. You're going to Yo. put your money where your mouth is and be the first person on TA to beat Coffee Crisis on death metal difficulty? Nah, man. It's too easy. Oh, okay. I figured. <laughs> <laughs> I figured that was right. Yeah, I got nothing to prove. <laughs> <laughs> it's worth the 22 gamer score. <laughs> yeah, 22. Seeing as you mentioned coffee crisis how, how does this uh bud spencer and terrence hill stack up against that uh, i mean you gave this a perfect five but like what it. what is it about it that made it that perfect game against other beat-em-ups well like when i played coffee crisis i didn't think anything was going to top that and then here i am like what month later and geez so i don't know just a bunch of really good beat-em-ups out there right now but this one what i liked really about it was just the atmosphere of it, it was just kind of um silly the the ridiculous nature of it all i mean literally the whole plot is is uh the terrence guy he sees some some uh lady damsel in distress type situation and, and so he, he 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 keeps he's pursuing to save her and everyone's like is that her boyfriend and and he keeps saying he's a her boyfriend but they hadn't even met yet and so like they get to the scene at the end you know and oh, i don't want to spoil it too much but i mean the whole thing's just ridiculous <laughs> and it's all about uh cans of beans and they're using them that take over the world somehow i mean come on i mean that's i 
I probably shouldn't have skipped as many cutscenes as I did. I, I really was enjoying the game, but I, I just have a rule. I, can't, uh, I like to skip cutscenes so I can kind of fill in the, the plot myself. And so, um, yeah, it was. And then, like, you get to this one stage, and there's an achievement. What was it called? Something about doing the waltz or something. Uh, the last Valzar or something. And so you complete the waltz without getting hit. So it's just like out of nowhere, you're in the middle of fighting everyone. And you're on this airstrip, and all of a sudden this waltz music starts playing, and then <laughs> like it's just—I mean, it's just ridiculous. Like uh, everyone's waltzing, okay. And so, well, you're not actually waltzing, but the you have to wait until the song ends. But it's just weird things like that. I mean, I, I really liked it. It was kind of a a uh, funny, just I don't know, enjoyable game. Oh, and there's one where. Uh, you're at the 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 carnival or something, and some some kid, some lady's kids on a on a runaway <laughs> merry-go-round or something. So he's just spinning around. The kids like screaming like crazy, and the lady's like, "Ah, help me, help me! My kid's stuck on the merry-go-round." And so I love it that there's an achievement for just sitting there and waiting. You have to like let it. You just let there and let the kids just spin and spin and spin and and. Yeah. Yeah, there's achievement for that, and there's another one where you get to the the little midget guy. He like tells you his life story and uh, his struggles with uh, being a minion for the boss guy, and how he feels like he cares about him, but he's not sure, and he, he just really opens up to you before y'all fight. And so, uh, I did enjoy that one. Well, there, I had to listen to the dialogue there because there's an achievement for it, but uh, just things like that. It, it it was just an enjoyable experience, and then you add on to that the variety of the games. Uh, like there's a sausage eating contest, man. So like beer and sausage, uh, <laughs> like they can't figure out. All right, so the, the the bad guys take off with his not girlfriend, and so then y'all gonna y'all have to pursue him. And so it's like, well, who's gonna drive? Well, they couldn't figure it out, and so the way they they solve it, it's not you know rock paper scissors like normal people, but they just solve it by having a beer and sausage eating contest to see who gets to drive as they're pursuing the not girlfriend. So, I mean, I, I if you can't tell from the plot, uh, it's it's utter sillinessness, but I, I really enjoyed the hell out of it. I'm gonna play this very very soon. <laughs> it is a good experience, I'm telling you. I went in, I didn't expect anything, and I was like, man, this is fun. <laughs> Oh, I said it. Sorry, yeah. Oh, we couldn't we couldn't go one show without the F word. <laughs> oh man, M's a bad influence on all of us. Yeah, Very much so. Just get excited talking about slapping beans. <laughs> well, there we go, folks. Another review right in the books. That was a good time. Mm-hmm. Thank you all for listening. Yes, thank you all on behalf of Koosh X, Michelle, or Matrark, Kenny. Uh, not Kenny, though. (laughs) 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 We just think, hey, good job, Kenny, just for all you do. Yes, thanks, Kenny. Thanks. Especially in (laughs) G-Task. No. Well, yeah. On behalf of everybody, I'm Rocker Dude. That was review rate number two, and we had a great time. Real quick, Elroy, hit me with the top three. Hmm? Oh, well, in honor of Terrence and Bud... Your top three handsome beans. Number three, chili. Number two, black. Number one, garbanzo. Because they get all the chickpeas. We out. It's amazing that I ever, ever get by what happens to me. I think you'll agree like this number two. But what would you do? I asked for the bill and two might spare. My money's not there. 
Back in my day, we had two buttons and we liked it. <laughs>